Oh yeah! Happy comic book day and welcome back, all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast HQ for all things comic book connected. We are John and Charlie Rivera, the co-founders of U.S. Comics. Charlie, happy comic book day. And happy comic book day to you and to everyone listening and watching today. I don't know. As always, we are brought to you by Bad I'm not sure Mary Bad. I'm talking, Charlie, because I cannot hear you, my friend. You can't? Uh, hmm. Off Can you to hear me an now? auspicious beginning on this side. Can you hear me now? Just what about our running. secret? What about our secret guest? Can anybody hear me? Joker Stream, can you hear me? Oh, everyone can hear me, John. I think your headphones may have died. Happy comic book day. Uh, happy comic day to you and to everyone listening and watching today. As always, we are brought to you by All Bad right. Mary Band and Sergeant Finesse Gaming. If you haven't done so already, please smash that like and or follow button and hit that comment section like an after-season white sale at Bergdorf Goodman, baby! Looks like we are having some technical difficulties. Cousin Paul in the chat. Ladies and gentlemen, we would never leave you without glorious, glorious podcast action. So, without further ado, and without me being fully prepared to do so, let me introduce you to two-thirds of the greatest podcast team in all the multiverse. Oh, John's back. Let me bring back John first. Can you hear me now, John? Uh-oh, John's going to work on those technical difficulties. Let's welcome to the show... Live from Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash, the crew behind live from the Secret Stash, we got Mike and Christian. Boys, you are here and you're so magnetic. You're so powerful. Your super podcasting powers precede you so much. It has exploded my brother's eardrums. You know, oh I, my God. I, I, I don't talk for like a solid 15 to 20 minutes, and all of a sudden, Charlie takes over the fucking show. You see what happens? Oh, <laughs> shit, it's Mike and Christian. What is up, boys? What's going up, folks? What's Holy shit. There's absolutely no way we can live up to that introduction. Absolutely <laughs> not. Holy shit, we are fucked. I'm telling you, Christian. I'm going to be shit compared to I'm, what I'm that is. take your guys' word for it because I didn't hear shit. I'm very oh much God. looking forward to this replay. I'm you know, <laughs> if, if I ever go on a tour, Charlie, I'm taking you out on the road with me, man. Yeah, you, you are, are the fucking MC for sure. You are Charlie mine. needs to wear a giant oversized clock around his his chest, just like fucking Flavor Flav. Charlie knows what he's doing. Done. It's Put true. it on the rider. We got you. Uh, yeah. It's it's true. Last time I saw Mike in person, it was at Smod Castle Cinemas where I got to hang out with Christian and this unholy podcast union was formed. However, my big takeaway from seeing Batman 89 at Smod Castle Cinemas was that sometimes Kev gets busy. And when that happens, he calls Mike. I imagine if Mike got busy, he'd call Christian. And if Christian gets busy, now he knows to call Charlie. So slowly but surely, I'm going to wind up working at the stash, become Mike's best friend, and boot out Christian. That's my evil plan. Christian, People, I'll leave you with my I'll brother. Do not do video resumes, Charlie. What is it like? Even Putin knows you got to secretly attack. You can't do it live You're on screen. Your whole plan. I want to see you fight for my love, though. That, <laughs> that actually, 
I can get behind that. <laughs> Flowers in the basically mail. Basically, comic book Cobra Commander just lays out his entire plan of attack. And Without then, the sibilant S's. Yeah, well, well I had to work on the, the lisp. The 30-minute mark, those type to uh, those tend to, to slide in. So, Charlie, I'm going to go ahead and assume um, your introduction was dope as usual. I cannot, cannot, cannot tell you how excited I am to have this, the greatest, now the number one of all comic book-related, connected crossover events. Um, but I definitely think we need to start this off the right way. This is indeed that crossover event people will be talking about for years to come. But they're, we're not the first. Those crossover events have been happening and happening. Uh, I know when I was talking to Charlie as potential topics, um, my mind just instantly went to that like famous Superman just soaring through the air while little old Spider-Man Peter Parker's like, oh my God, what in the world can this be? Spider-Man and Superman sharing the page for the first time ever. Um, Mike, you can fact check us all the time. That's got to be mid-70s, I'm figuring. I was 1976, if I'm God not damn. mistaken. Woo. That's a, that's a this good is, vintage. This is, this is also why I love doing the comics college bit on the show. <laughs> it's so... Your encyclopedic knowledge of these books is so amazing. Like, everything that you've recommended me has just been gold. And well, I'm, hell yeah. I'm and giving I'm, you the best. Well, it's true. I'm but keeping like... you away from the shit. And believe me, <laughs> and as Charlie and John They'll can tell can, me, there's some, there's shit. some shit out there. Oh, there's yeah. some, I mean, some nasty. What do I always joke with you? By Odin's fade? Oh, my God. Have... <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. It, well, I will steer you away from that. Uh, knowingly if you know <laughs> when we did the top five tonight i didn't completely fact check all my <laughs> there might have well, been that's... a golden spade in there i don't know <laughs> i don't i don't know if you guys get this same feeling but the best part about these shows going live we happen to be live right now youtube twitch and on facebook is being fact checked so we encourage anybody yeah. oh, make, make us feel foolish with our opinions Comment section is live. We got people throwing out compliments already left and right. But Mike, I'm going to kick it so. to you for, or, or second, technically. Um, being surrounded by all these memories of, of comic crossovers in the past, what was your first one that stuck out where you went, oh, it's not just a gimmick? Or maybe you did was like, this is the best gimmick ever. What was the first big crossover that like registers in your mind you think comic book crossover what is it is it muhammad ali knocking out our boy is it two dark <laughs> characters being dark together what's the first one that hops into your skull the very first one it, it was superman versus spider-man and we saw we got to see superman actually you know get hit with a red what the fuck was that thing pardon my french but it was <laughs> no let it rip lex no, no, luthor hit him with like a red sun ray and spider-man just hauls off and belts him and he's like wow i superman's like great krypton <laughs> i felt that and it's like of course you felt that motherfucker <laughs> you got hit with with uh lex luther's no red sun right felt it yeah that's like a when the... you kick your ass if if you know everything being equal and you you know you had that red sun actually let's make it an orange sun so superman's powers cut in half and right, spider-man the chance <laughs> i, I, I do 
He's just up I, there trying to take pictures for the boss. He's like, God, oh, I gotta get paid this week. Come on, man. I'm just trying to yeah. get to work. <laughs> meanwhile, yeah, meanwhile, Clark's like, I'm Superman, and Clark's kind of a it's sort of my practical joke on humanity because I'm such a complete tool. Tee-hee. It's like Yeah, exactly. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha morons. And Peter Parker's like Fuck, I don't have anything to eat. I am really fucking hungry. Not only that, Superman taking a dump on, like, what a normal person would be like is what Peter would aspire to be. Be like, you mean 6'4", you son of a bitch, you (laughs) ab-having reporter that's well-respected and has multiple Pulitzers? I take photos for a guy who hates my alter ego. Um, And me. I, despite having just turned 38 yesterday, I'm out of the easy, thank you, I'm out of the easy Kevin Smith joke club officially with being 38. Um, I'm still what I like to consider young. We know it's an illusion, but let me have this. So my first big crossover moment didn't happen until 94, when Mr. Brooding himself, Bruce Wayne, looked across the gargoyle, to the other side, and he saw Spawn with a ten times longer cape and way worse skin, because we all know Bruce likes to moisturize. Not only did that blow my mind, from my recollection, in those crossover issues, Spawn caught a boom, a batarang rather, to the face, and that scar lasted for like a hundred issues. So not only was that crossover ludicrously glorious it had ramifications in the visual of spawn in my mind forever that is so cool those crossovers for me the best part about them was they allowed you insight into a character that maybe you didn't care about when image launched the only character that was able to keep my attention because i was so pot committed was superman So I hadn't given a shit about Batman since Adam West was on TV. But then he rolls with Spawn? Now you're in the cool kid club again. Welcome to the family, pal. Welcome to the party. It just, uh, it was was amazing. Let me ask you this, though, Charlie. Considering the handsome summer bitch that even introduced you, as with most things, like Kevin Smith, if I'm uh, patting myself on the back, um... Who was it that introduced you to the world of Image Comics? Something different that wasn't on Saturday morning cartoons. Just say it once out loud, because I think we all kind of know. Who it the was my was. older brother That's who had incredible right. taste. That's, That's right. right. So we go back to the the Spider-Man Superman thing for yes. one second. Let's talk about that for one second. Now Peter Parker was handed a shit sandwich when that spider bit him. I mean, let's. Stan was not terribly kind to him. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely no, no, no. not. And Superman is like, tra la 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 la, my life is perfect. And, you know, he's like, yeah, infuriatingly perfect. Yeah, and he's, you I, know, I, wow, Lex Luthor hit me with some kryptonite. Or Mr. Mitch's Pitlick came out here and he doinked me with some magic, which people, I am vulnerable to. And, people, you need to clip that audio because you've been fighting over the pronunciation Forever, Mr. Mixes Mike just lick. gave it to you. Yeah. That's our first TikTok. Boys. <laughs> boys. Here's uh, my, yeah. I, I take a little bit of umbrage with this because I am an ardent 
Spider-Man disliker. I won't go as far hateful. as hate. This kid is hateful. This, this, I, no I hate his guts a little bit. <laughs> Hasn't he suffered enough? You Here's the thing. Spider-Man? A little bit. A little bit. He's kind That's of just a bully, obvious. right? He takes out all of his, like, I'm a dweeb angst. On like, ah, oh, Doc Ock, you fat bastard. His jokes are terrible. Superman's goddamn planet exploded. He just was able to brush it off because he kept seeing girls with LL for initials and had business to take care of. That's not, that's not, not Supes' fault. Uh, hold on wait, one second. Well no. Adjusted. No, wait a minute. He, no, wait a minute. He is way too young to have remembered. You yeah. Know. That's when like, he left he was, Krypton, he was an infant. Oh, yeah. It's not like oh. he was 30 years old. Oh, and so trauma. Trauma only counts when you're out Look, of diapers. Hurt people. Only hurt counts people, when, man. You're not you being sent it. to some place where you're, you know, people are going to drop down on their knees and kiss your ass, you know, for being Superman. And you're like, he didn't earn those powers. So many people kiss Superman's ass. He has to wear a second set of underpants over his long blues. You got it right, John. <laughs> I don't see. Here's here's the thing, right? Spider-Man and his alleged shit sandwich. I don't think <laughs> when you're rolling. I don't know when you're rolling with Mary Jane. His everyday crossover is him getting a girl that far out of his league. Right? When Mephesto fucked up the universe for a while, he was doing me a favor. Because Pete don't deserve Charlie, a black hat. Are, he doesn't are you, deserve a Mary Jane. Are you Mephisto, I don't care bro? that she's fictional. Is that, is that what it is? It's a little bit of jealousy there. Charlie right, has multiple big-ass domes so sort of somewhere hidden in that uh, fucking offices. Christian, what about you, bro? Like, as I, I know that um, when I'm watching uh, live from the Secret Stash weekly, as I do, I know that you're sometimes playing a little bit of catch up, especially when you have the fucking uh, the, the 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 genius, the the the, the fucking dictionary, encyclopedia knowledge next to you. Um, yeah, but so like, what are time, your more recent discoveries with like well, crossover shit? Yes, uh, while well, I have to deal with the encyclopedic brain, <laughs> it's, it's the it's the best teaching tool because I'm I'm kind of late to the comic book game. I I bought my first comic book truthfully in 2014. I had nice. never I I had collections in my house that were not mine that I never really I never got into them per se. Like I always loved superheroes. Don't get me wrong. Spider-Man was a favorite, my you fucking asshole. Um, <laughs> Way to but, go, Charlie. Uh, this is our guest. Way to alienate your guest there, Charlie. <laughs> Unbelievable. Swip, 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 swip. fucking business. Anyway. Um, just from just from the latest uh, of like figuring things out and understanding the books more. I've been coming across a little. Mine are a little bit more silly because I don't know when you. Do you guys like full on consider crossovers like when like comic books when Superman and Batman aren't together in totally. stuff like yeah, that? Dude, that See, we were doing company crossovers, but you, yeah. yeah, World's Finest was like there were not many of those type of stories out there when they started rolling that stuff. So, but a lot of the a lot of the comic book crossovers I'm. Fan- fans of are like are kind of the the weirder ones like the ones that i've picked up that i that i thought were just so absurd i had least had to have the first issue <laughs> one of them being it. uh suicide squad versus the banana splits <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah. such Wonderful. a ludicrous com- concept <laughs> that i was like you know what 
I'm about it. They haven't done anything with those characters in like 60 years. Let them fucking beat the shit out of the Suicide Squad. That's fucking cool. I'm all right with that. Um, Booster Gold meets the Flintstones. Why the fuck not? (laughs) Why the fuck not? Indeed. I will say this, though. Those crossovers, Christian, are like mother's milk for comic book nerds. Because at my second visit to the, the, the old stash ever... The, my, the first time I went, my brother took me. One of the greatest birthday celebrations of my life. Um, the second time, I wind up going solo because I was in Jersey. And I added to my stack of comics, Punisher meets Archie. Because I was like, Wait, if there's going to be something to pop these, yeah. these merchants of glorious four-color <laughs> funny books, it would, be Ma- it would be the Punisher straight up hunting down Archie. Now, I suspect he was hunting down Archie because, again, the boy just needs to make a decision between those two chicks, but that's to be discussed at another on, time. Uh, Mr. Lockett, up to here with that Andrews fella. <laughs> I was no sold to hell and back at the stash that day. The place was packed. I was like, huh? What about this comic? They were like, yeah, 20 bucks. It was Get out of the here. best Can't of times, the, the worst of times. But truly, like all stash visits, led to an awesome conversation. Um, but Archie versus Punisher is one of those crazy crossovers. Oh, yeah. Like when you invoke the Flintstones. Another one like that for me, though, because Archie keeps getting into shit. Uh, Archie versus Predator? What? Like, yes. If you don't own... Archie versus Predator, and you're then provided an opportunity to pick that up, ideally at the secret stash. I will get it. (gasps) It is... (laughs) Special order replaced by the stash in front of your eyes. One of the greatest covers ever. It's just a shared milkshake. I think it's it's Betty, Archie, and the Predator. And uh, and frankly, (laughs) I'm here for it. I'm here for it 10 out of 10 times. Um, but me, much, or they me, actually had the. There was one cover with the predator with Jughead's fucking crown. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> but was, predator's was, all about taking trophies, dude. Oh, like, what better trophy is. are you and gonna Jughead's walk away? Crown. Oh my god! And the Archie gang than, than his crown. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, boys, my two favorite. Uh, that was the Superman and Spider Man. And Charlie, your your hatred of uh, Spider Man is well taken, not appreciated, but well taken. Um, Speak for my, yourself. My two favorite. <laughs> no, I, I didn't say. I said it was not appreciated. My two favorite uh, crossovers were relatively recent, uh, in the grand scheme of things. It was Batman meets Captain America. Oh, it was Earth Two Batman from 1944 meets Captain America, and it's so. Um, it's written in. Um, written and drawn by John Byrne. Just an amazing prestige format book that doesn't get enough love, in my opinion. Because you got Batman and Captain America, and then you got Bucky and Robin. How recent is this? This is, uh, I think, like 2000. Wow. So it was... It's one of those combos that fits so well together. Just because of that added twist of that era, Batman. Well, but also the 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 parallels are like so one for one. They're like, oh yeah, sure. Uh, to me, it's always um and, and obviously again these these are big ones, but like JLA versus the Avengers. 
Like, my second. Yeah, that was my second choice. For, but for people, for an artist to to fight the 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 lure of drawing, like okay, so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be Superman, and who are you gonna have across the page? Like they have all of their analogs across uh, across universe. They just can't avoid it. But honestly, I never really connected Bucky with Robin and looking at it when it's right there you know four colors in front of you it's impossible it to miss sense. like hell right. yeah hell yeah on a long enough timeline robin is losing an arm i think we can oh all kind of like God. put good money <laughs> poor, on it poor <laughs> dick poor. has suffered plenty if as uh, a spy he didn't lose an arm i think it's maybe damien to lose the arm God Charlie knows Batman hates Spider-Man, but loves it's Dick a, like you read about. I do. It's the Arrow's protege name. Oh, uh, Speedy, and he lost an arm. And uh, young Speedy would be like, "Yo, where are your tea buddies? What's yeah, good?" Speedy yeah, got and, bigger um, issues all over the, all over town. Poor Speedy. Yeah. What about Christian? Christian, I'm sorry. Crowbar is up from Joker Stream. <laughs> Joker Stream over on Twitch never Joker disappoints. Stream. Dynamite, dynamite, oh Twitch God. streamer, uh, gamer. He, he always drops in on the weekly. His commentary thank is you, thank you, Joker. Top notch, well, I, top notch. You, what I'm checking in from YouTube. Oh, hey, Charlie, you reminded me that there was consequences to like in the Batman spawn in the Batman Captain America. John Byrne used that. He sprung board, springboarded uh, a lot of that stuff into his Superman Batman generations. Which yes. I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. And one of the things that I had thrown out there, and uh, this is going back when uh, I used to do another comic-centric uh, podcast. And uh, uh, someone who was a much worse student than you. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I threw this out there, and I thought that this would be just so cool if you did a crossover and you allowed... The other, you, you switched characters for a year, one year. Oh, Cap, Captain America in Detective Comics. Oh, yes. oh my God, that would right? be sick. And then you have Captain America, um, yeah, Captain America, you know, just a banner. And then you have Captain America in uh, Detective Comics. And Captain America and Bruce trade places. That and would be insane. So, Steve Rogers comes over and he's like, holy crap. And he's got to lead the JLA or be there. Well, he, he takes over for Superman. You know, he's like, hey, listen, you know, I, this is you, you guys are great. This but is man. what I do. They yes. make I lead teams, baby. Right. And then you got Batman over in the Marvel Universe and he's like, wow, you people are all creepy fucks. You know, and, you know, just he, he does shit his way. And, and Tony Stark's like, well, <laughs> you know, or Batman's like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a startup, and I'm gonna take down Stark Enterprises because fuck him. I'm not gonna um, lie. When yeah. you started this pitch, I thought it was more of like a Freaky Friday situation, no. where, where, <laughs> where like where Cap was 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 in Bruce Wayne's body, and then it was same no. vice versa. But like, I still like this. No, pitch. but you I got Captain amazing. Captain America and Damian Wayne, you know, as yes. Robin. And is well, like, you know what I love about that is Alan Jones over on Facebook brings up a great point. He's a rule follower like Soups. So throwing Captain America into Gotham City, we're playing by the rules. Ultimately, people have been complaining about Batman not killing Joker. That's times a billion because how does Captain America deal with a city that doesn't 
Gotham would not give a shit about patriotism, would not give a shit about a, a war veteran that was frozen in time. Gotham don't roll like that. So that is a great way to revitalize the fish-out-of-water story that, frankly, is when Captain America's at his best. It's when he doesn't fit into the kind of shoes he must. Oh, God. With the, with the current state of the comic book industry, a one-year trade like that would be... There's no way it doesn't break sales. That's an event. Of course not. You want an event? That is an event. Uh, Let me ask you this, though, because um, I I, I graduated high school, mid-90s, had a little bit of time. I didn't roll right into college. So I was right there on the front lines for for the image boom, and I had literally nothing else to do. But to go to my like my, my three-hour day job, and then I would go and spend the rest of the day largely at my local comic shop, which is actually where I saw Clerks for the first time. They were they played uh, played uh, movies and videos all day long because they were slackers like us. But um, I was right there and just all on board for the image push. I know it gets uh, it gets a, a ton of hate for some reason, but I'm such a sucker for mid-90s comics. Um, are you guys familiar? Do you have any memories at all of the fucking the Death May books, Black, and like all the, the crazy of crossovers? Which we were just didn't even know the characters. We were just talking about this. We were just talking about how um, when when uh, you know Liefeld and Company jumped ship and created Image Comics, how they brought um, is the books on the pile? Uh, oh wait, no, Supreme. you haven't. Yeah, Listen. how they how they. Um, yeah, they, they pretty much brought uh, their sense of this is Love Christian's uh, homework. Love Supreme. For next Christian, week. Yeah, Supreme. You get to read it for the first time. They, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so how, how uh, they brought their, like, these archetypal uh, characters over with them, but they, they skewed it. Like, Stormwatch was shield with superheroes, and Youngblood was the X-Men if they were publicly, you know, thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, yeah. The, no, well, the the Avengers more. Yeah, more yeah, Avengery. Kind of like a hodgepodge. Yeah, certain, certain and, and Wildcats. Wildcats was like the X Men, but uh, you know, extreme. Just Rip, yeah, exactly. Ripclaw was like Wolverine if he wasn't in every book that's ever been published. Right, and they tried to put Ripclaw in every yeah, book tried. that was ever yeah. published. And, uh, <laughs> But you're you're looking at these, and Superman was or Supreme was Superman without a conscience, and you know, yeah, that like sold me on Brightburn this right before away. Brightburn. So, but this is a love letter. The Supreme is a love letter to the Superman of the '60s and '70s. Yeah. It's the the Kurt Swan era, and the you know going all the way back to the 1940s, where you know Superman was truth, justice in the American way, and you know what, Charlie, I love that that concept of, you know, Cap being that fish out of water, the man out of time. And, like, I, I look at some of the stuff that went on, and I'm I'm an 80s, 70s and 80s guy. Um, I, you know, I was cemented as a comic fan, um, 75, 76. You know, I, I, I was like, damn, this is something that I'm going to love forever. Not consciously, but it's it, in the back of my head. I'm like, I'm going to love this forever. You know, George Perez, my man. John Byrne, you bet. But um, 
and so many missed opportunities when Steve Englehart was booted off of the Avengers and Jim Shooter took over and they had introduced Wonder Man. Now, Wonder Man's, he lost 10 years of his life being, you know, dead. It happens. So it gets in the way. Exactly. Hey, <laughs> how many of us haven't died and come back 10 years later? Yeah, come on. I, mean, I think we can all relate. <laughs> Saturday but, night. Man. But uh, Cap, Cap was frozen for 20 years at that point. You know, between 1945 and uh, 1965, you know, ostensibly he was out for, for 20 years. And um, Wonder Man's the same thing. He was a fish out of water. And you didn't see that bonding, which I thought was a, a huge missed opportunity right there. Because Cap should have been like, hey, Wonder Man, you and I, you know, I was there when you betrayed us. But, you know, let me try to get you back on track because... You know, the Avengers were there for me. Let me be there for you. And that would have been so cool and such, you know, like we got Wonder Man and the Beast, which is a f spectacular, you know, uh, duel. But for me, I'm, I'm like, oh, damn it. I would have loved to have seen that. And the, the one thing that was like, wow, that is kick ass was during uh, the Count Nefaria thing. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, one of my favorites is Cap's like, I'm out of it. I can't uh, stand and fight. Wonder Man, you take my shield. And it's like, that's the first time Cap's ever given anybody a shield to use. And I'm like, God damn, that's cool yeah, shit. Yeah, it's meaningful. You know, you yeah. know what's interesting, too? Like a, a lot of those, a lot of those um, storytellers, and, and we kind of relate everything to just storytelling. The, the, the medium is almost secondary. I mean, I love... You know, um, visual art. I love tactile art. I love, you know, the written word. But at the end of the day, it, it's it's the story that's the most important. How whatever your delivery system is, it always bugs me when, um, like you said, when somebody doesn't have the opportunity to kind of ripped away from them, the baby's taken away because you know not theirs biologically, and uh, they don't get to kind of finish that thought out, or sometimes not until many years later and i believe that that's probably the most uh probably the most common reason that we do get analog type characters characters like well this seemed kind of familiar yeah dum dum because somebody had a story to tell but they were not allowed to use that particular toy so they whipped up a look alike and then now you're getting that story so it it, it really does all matter it, it all counts and I think what, what's beautiful that Mike brought up, and it's something that Christian gets to experience now, is that these storytellers, there's a misconception right now, I think, in the comic book industry. And I'm guilty of sometimes feeling this way, because I almost said to Mike a couple seconds ago, how lucky to fall in love in comics when you did. With the thought in that That's moment being time. like, well, I grew up with such dog shit. But at the time, I didn't know it was bad. <laughs> My my comics were the gateway drug. Well, I had to read terrible, no offense, I, I love Ghostbusters, but those real Ghostbuster comics for a long time were Ar terrible. It took garbage. until IDW to, to make it kind of great. But that's how I found the Teen Titans. That I, I was reading real Ghostbusters and that poor, beautiful bastard at the comic book store took pity on my soul and he slid in. Uh, 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 a Perez uh, Teen Titans real knowledge. and the new Teen Titans exploded my brain. Uh, I don't know if we can have a, a better final thought than that absolute 
uh, magic that Mike just dropped us. Uh, John, do you want to do the transition or shall I? Well, look, I mean, the bottom line is if you can't take, if you think that you can't take a final thought from the great comic book mind that is Mr. Mike Zapsik, then you, my friend, are a goddamn liar. Just like that no-chin-having, plastic-toy-thing-purveying son-of-a-bitch, George Lucas. Because, Charlie, George Lucas is a liar. Oh, I know. Han shot first, baby. New official merchandise available at U.S. Comics. Yeah. Ah, salute, boys. Clinky uh, salute, boys. Gentlemen, if, if I could just interject here for one second, please. Uh, I, I don't think it's really fair to call that a liar. But, that is the... You know, there are, there are things uh, that you just don't understand about the Galactic Senate that I was trying to introduce into Pol Everyone loves life. space politics, everybody. That's the official audition reel. Yes, I think you're full of shit. Uh, <laughs> I fought tooth and nail for you, so I, I think you should have a little gratitude. Oh, yeah, what happened? You Jamaican-sounding motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, that is just, that is beautifully terrible, and I love it so much. I want to frame it. What else you boys got, Charlie? And, boys and girls, uh, as I will keep telling you for a few months uh, to come, I have uh, been blessed with another year on this mortal coil. Uh, and I was given a gift by HBO Max. No, it wasn't new episodes of Last of Us, but that is a gift that so far keeps coming. No, it's not another beautiful comic book day. HBO gifted me with the Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy Valentine's Day special. Boys of the Secret Stash, did you get an opportunity to see this uh, this wonderful, goofy special? I have not as of yet. That does not mean that I will not go home afterwards and watch <laughs> it. Uh, however, I did a full rewatch of Star Trek Strange New Worlds last week. Does <laughs> it does. It does. What about you, Christian? Did you get a chance yet? I, I've i also been busy, man. I did not get a no, chance. No, no worries. I, but here's the thing, though. I fucking love the Harley Quinn cartoon. That makes two it's of us. Great, I, I think it's one of the series. best things DC has done mm. in a long, long time. Uh, well, hold on. I might, may I just say one thing? Go for um, it. This is, this is a big one. Uh, fuck the suits. Fuck the suits. Fuck, fuck the suits. Hashtag fuck the suits. suits. Telling me that Batman don't go down on Catwoman. On what Valentine's Day. How dare you? I'm telling you, you know who is a superstitious and cowardly lot? The fucking suits. You well, bastards. I think what it's we've seen. Had a brain. I, I think what we've seen finally, and I think Harley Quinn was part of the solution and, and not really part of the problem, at least in animated form, is I feel like, at least over at DC, a resistance has built up. And I think it's on the back of this glorious animated Harley that they now feel more and more comfortable to push and push and push the envelope yep. into such lunacy that when one half of the new guys running DC 
dropped into frame, he said, you know what? Fuck the suits. They've been fucking with everybody. They fucked with Cavill. They fucked with Batfleck. They're just real <laughs> bastards. God damn it, Ellis, over on Twitch. Ellis <laughs> is not just the in-house color supreme artist for U.S. comics. He is almost an undefeated heavyweight champion of comment of the day. We have a very early uh, contender to the title. That's Remember, amazing. kids, DC stands for doesn't cunnilingus. Somehow it just works. Ellis, chef's kiss. That's, that's, that's T-shirt worthy. If I do so, so <laughs> that, that might be the one to come out of that's uh, on episode his 405. Business card. I say exactly. T-shirt worthy shit all day. Um, oh, so good. <laughs> what's amazing about this special? First of all, I think the Harley Quinn Valentine's Day special. If nothing else, it proves we need more of these holiday specials. As far as my money goes, and we're getting a lot already. Yeah, it's more. Marvel has done a great job with it so far. Uh, honestly, the last real stinker of a holiday special was the Star Wars holiday special. Uh, I was about but to if say, you ask, isn't, isn't that crazy that you're saying that out loud? We need yes, more uh, of these holiday specials. Excuse me, gentlemen. I'm <laughs> do my best there, and you know, it's like poetry. It's, 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 I I wouldn't really. It's you know, Misa think you should sit the fuck down. Just watch the artist watching his art spin around the toilet. Oh, I have nightmares I, of dancing. Harry, Harry was high. Day. Harrison was high. Oh, shit. Mark, now you know why, George. Uh, Mark Were was probably. High? I was. No, I've never. Im, I've never imbibed. Never. Never. <laughs> I, yeah, you could god. You could goddamn tell. First and first, mostly, I do have to name drop once again. We are joined this week by the boys of Alive from the Secret Stash. And that, of course, is the world famous Chance on Bob Secret Stash. We got two thirds of the crew joining us. Uh, Mike. Uh, on the episode that just happened before this, you can catch the replay on Facebook anytime you want over at Jansen Bob's secret stash uh, Facebook page. But Mike was talking about a glorious idea for a drive-in. And dare I say, if we throw Mike on cameo, as I can't believe it's not George Lucas, $50 a pop, just we are making, <laughs> we are going to make that drive-through. A reality. No, you do not need to join his OnlyFans because that's two hundred dollars a month. But the man gets freaky. My God, that book him today, boys. I just joined earlier today. I'm more than happy to password share if anybody has, you know, maybe. Hey, now you're taking money out of my (laughs) driving. Come on, there you go. That's my retirement plan. (laughs) I meant to say that off camera. That's my. You gotta give, not take, John. What's great about? Uh, what's great about these holiday specials, and I think what's going to be great about this initiative that James Gunn has over at DC, is that there's going to be a mainline universe, and then there'll be stuff like the Harley Quinn show that'll still exist, and just be under the banner of Elseworlds. And in Harley's world, you may very well see a character blown up to quadruple their size, and they might fuck some buildings. This spoiler I, alert. I, my, I said it may happen. My <laughs> jaw was dropped for almost the entire runtime of this holiday special. But all it got me to think about, of all things, my nearest comparison was when HBO did the Spawn animated series. And people yeah. getting their faces exploded and torn in, in half. 
there's something about the freedom of these holiday specials. There's something about the freedom of these different formats. Uh, I, I gotta know, with everything that you've loved and, and hated about comics, everything you've loved about the adaptations, I'll start with you, Mike. Is there a story... When James Gunn said that there was going to be... El everything could live under the bubble of DC cinematically, because some shit would be Elseworlds, the first thing I thought is if they really want to pay back Henry Cavill, do Red Sun. Like, like just Whoa. bring him back, do an Elseworlds, do it as a trilogy, three films, sit, you know, the the six hours, I don't and even tell think, the Red Sun story. I don't even Are think you... that would be necessary, Charlie. You could do that as an Elseworlds single series, a one-season oh series. Because like a limited the, series. Which they've done, which they've done with uh, Watchmen. Yes. Straight. Watchmen is a, a prime example. Which was incredible. Mike, do you have something that either hit the cinemas or hit the small screen that didn't live up to what you wanted as an adaptation? Or are these adaptations <laughs> not your oh thing? God. Let me go ahead and sit down. Yeah, seriously. seriously you might, right, might want to lay I'm down, John. <laughs> Get a pillow. Uh, no, there's... Uh, to be honest with you, it's the entire slate of DC. Um, now, Charlie, I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, Batman, yes. Batman 89, Batman with Michael Keaton, Batman yes. by Tim Burton. We got Batman. You, uh, I don't know if you remember the hype. Uh, were you around? Were you alive? I, I was very little, so I only know the hype Like in after... You know, events like the wonderful John one in Smod Castle Cinemas yeah. gave me a taste. But it's really weird because I wasn't around for the... There was Batmania in 66 when Batman 66 premiered. Yes, the, the Batusi, the swinging <laughs> Batman. And they, it was insane. They said that for three years, I mean, it died down, but it was that same summer... That that energy was like throughout the um, throughout the country. People were Batman like, Batman fever. And we had Batman fever. We had yeah, we had Batusi fever. People were were going nuts. And Batman, uh, when it came on the big screen for us back in '89, there was you know you had people going, oh my god, I love Batman. It's like I've never really? seen you in a comic yeah. book store. Uh, but hey. God bless you. I, I'm and you know I'm not coming out of my hole. And, I mean, like, not for nothing. That was also the age of the quote unquote closet nerd, right? Because you couldn't really be the popular nerd. So right. I wouldn't be surprised if those were actual fans, but just would not admit it on the regular. But well, now that Batman know. was popular, it was like, That's oh possible. shit, yeah. I was That's a closet totally nerd possible. until that movie came out, and then I'm like, I love this shit, and I was like unapologetically, and from then on, it was just like. Fuck, I don't care what anybody thinks. Well, there was suddenly equity in it. There yeah. was going from that transition, at least from, from somewhat of an outsider's perspective, it went from like even once the 66 mania died down, it became like, oh, Batman's kind of corny. And then yeah, well, when, that, when that Keaton shows up... That was tongue-in-cheek, the whole, the whole series. Yeah, sure. yeah. they, they allowed a cool factor... You know, and, and I remember distinctly, not so much the original 89, but I remember for for Batman Returns, there was equity 
in digging Batman. Yeah. The I I was always out of that comic book nerd closet, but I did kind of have to push poor Kal-El to the back, and I'm like, no, 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 black suits are better. Um, you know, they, they're <laughs> it's like a ninja. Exactly. Like you can't <laughs> see him sometimes. Minus the giant emblem, because he wants to be shot in the chest. Let me, let Seems me ask like you, a shit plan. Let me ask you this though, Mike, because I, I was right there. Matter of fact, our older brother, uh, old, that's how close we were. Our older cousin Jason snuck probably three or four of us youngsters into a sold-out performance, a uh, performance showing of the original Keaton Batman, and we were sitting there just happy as clams. It must Meanwhile, have been a big ass like, trench coat. Yeah, seriously. Oh, were, you, were you pulling out fucking little rascals? He, uh, it's a good thing he went into please. he went into law enforcement because he he had basically broken every law there was. So he's like, I know how people do this. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. He, this was back in the days where you could just open that back door and just sneak as many kids in before uh, the flashlights go on. Um, but in tough. any case, that it was so popular at the time and so out of the blue that they actually revived. The, the the 60s Batman and they put it on net back on network TV so you would have come back from school you would do your homework and then from mm -hmm. like four to five you got two episodes of the of the the show Batman because they they didn't they didn't know what else they could possibly do we got terrible cereal Batman buttons all over your backpacks Batman um lunchboxes yeah Batman oh, forget yeah. it oh forget you, it and it did. was a new era it was back. But then we had Batman the Animated Series. So to answer your question, Charlie, is there uh, there's even Batman 89, which like reinvented, reinvigorated the comic book industry and made people go, hey, this stuff doesn't suck. You know, the source material, I'll go back and take a look at it. Also, this comment is actually like kind of on point. No, it, it, it is because it, it's incredibly accurate because I mean. What Batman '89 Prince is probably what at the peak of his fucking career. Top, oh my god, yes, top level top, Prince, top of the fucking world. The only person who is more popular at that time is Michael Jackson. Yeah, and then he does a fucking song on the soundtrack. It's a bunch of songs. Not he just did one. the whole oh album. He did yeah. everything but the score. Uh, and of course, the comment we're referencing our boy Ellis over on Twitch. Once Prince made a song about Batman, comic book nerds went mainstream and never fucking looked back. For me personally, if you told me that DC's whole plan for this new era of Batman that's coming out, if they were just doing adaptations of episodes of the animated series. Like, yeah, we're doing Heart of Ice live action. Be like, don't change the script at all. Just film that shit. Yeah, absolutely. Just all you have to do is pad it out a little bit more. Make the fight scenes like a little more kick ass. Yeah. Or and just you know, do that action movie bullshit where the credits are fucking 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, how the fuck did you consider this a full movie? Oh, the credits never end. Each best boy gets his own just, film. Yeah. Says and what happens cape. after. Them's the days. John, yeah. were you and me just laughing at the same thing? I think I think we were. Oh, MJ wrote do the Bartman. Ellis, Ellis, he's a he's like all right. Prince bottomless had, font. Brit, Prince had fucking Batman. I got Bart Simpson, bitch. <laughs> and he did. He did. Fucking well. Have we, have we ever determined uh, if, if that was actually him doing the voice on that episode? Not the singing voice. The the, the voice real though? the speaking voice is him the singing amazing. voice is someone else amazing amazing but there is a really cool thing if you look it up online 
he did a demo of it. So and it's all like Michael esque oh, production. Wow. So it amazing. sounds like like his music of the nineties. It's actually a pretty good demo. It's, May your day be better than your heart's desire and your first kiss from a boy. Lisa is your birthday. Sorry. Anyway, I'll just, here's the musical it. section. No, We're yeah, just gonna we, like yeah, we always do have a musical interlude. You guys are just on top of it. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, no, it's it's outstanding because uh, you know, like like Charlie was saying, um, you know, there are the delivery systems that when they hit, all of a sudden, like whole new worlds open up. And you know, where whereas Batman did this, uh, did that prior with Keaton, and it's amazing to see him. Uh, in the the Super Bowl crossover with all the superhero trailers we got, um, to kind of see that version of Batman moving so fluidly, he looked like he'd even look around if he wanted to. Like it was a, a, a <laughs> technological marvel. He can move his neck. Like Joker, just go behind him. He will never catch you ever in that suit. <laughs> um, but yeah, to get to kind of get that now back oh, onto shit. the um, back into the the popular consciousness. You know, that is to me like what, what Harley Quinn, the animated series specifically, God bless Margot Robbie, because I could just look at her all day long. Um, we've got the, we've now got the, the new version with Lady Gaga. Uh, she's going to be doing her thing over in the Elseworlds version. But to me, it's the animated uh, series that's like, she's just out there. The character is just out there. So when you want to talk about, to me, you want to talk about inclusion. You want to talk about different lifestyles. Never mind the crazy part of it. Never mind the, the, the green chick walking down the street barefoot part of it. But, like, these are two characters that they're just in love. And that's the way it plays. You're like, look at these two crazy motherfuckers. But you never doubt that the, the, the feelings are there. Genuinely in love. And right. You Absolutely. need these type of, like, uh, the, every story to me is a moral story. I don't give a shit if it's a commercial for the Super Bowl, I don't care if it's a, hey, did you see what happened down the street? I don't care if it's a comic book, a movie, a book, whatever the case. They're telling you a story for a reason. It's not just an entertainment. It's not just a, you know, a way to kill an hour or, or two. Um, they're, they're saying, look, you need to know these things. And this series is fucking doing it like a champ. It's, it's just amazing to me. It's just amazing you were, to me. You were talking about the holiday specials, the both of you. And my favorite of the holiday specials has been werewolf by night i mean i absolutely adored the galaxy uh, guardians of the galaxy yeah, but holiday the, special but, but that's like a, it's almost in a league of its own with how good it is the uh werewolf, werewolf by, by night, night. absolutely oh, so and it good. was werewolf I mean, by night's a gold standard now yes absolutely and i'll i'll tell you a couple things um that just to to check off some boxes one that was I mean, I, like I said, I grew up in the 70s and the 80s. Um, Werewolf by Night was a guy named Jack Russell. It was Jack Russell. Thank you, and Joker. Was this Jack Russell? Sure. Is uh, Joker leaving? Yeah, yeah Joker. Joker, check it out. Take care, Joker. Um, and this was a little bit more. Um, he was more of the taboo written. He's um, He's got a, a Latino-flavored... Yeah, baby. Um, sure. Love it. Um, and but he was he was Jack Russell. He still acted the way that Jack Russell acted back in the seventies and the eighties in his own, you know, the Werewolf by Night series. Um, and it was so cool to see him and Man Thing together. And you just said it. You know, you you believe that um, Harley and Ivy are in love. You believed every step of the way that Jack 
and Ted were buddies. They were yeah. friends. They were best friends. Damn straight. And they had each other's backs. And goddamn, if it's it hits you in the the heartstrings. It it hits it you right. There. I'm like, this is fucking great. Because and I, yeah, I I think these specials, especially what they allow, they allow that mm-hmm. extra layer of kind of informing what these characters are, who these characters are, how they operate. And you don't necessarily need to do more than a special to get them over. I think suddenly this character that I think we can all agree was pretty obscure. Now they absolutely can use again and again and again because they've done the heaviest part of that lifting. And for me to be saying that about man thing, that's a bet I would have lost 10 out of 10 times. Like everyone being like Swamp Thing's uglier cousin? Like, no, it's just like rich elephant character awesome. that's Swamp Thing with Elephantitis? That 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 man thing? What the hell are you talking about? Charlie when, uh, all you guys, when when's the last time that you've even heard somebody utter the the two words uh, Elsa Bloodstone? Like they're also taking characters and yeah. dusting them off in front of our eyes. And now all of a sudden you're like, when am I getting more of this bitch? Like, right. they're doing such a great job, and it it doesn't need to be these huge sprawling sagas to get you to care about people. They made us do it in less than an hour. I felt like. Yeah, we're they at did. The, I mean, we're at that point now with the MCU where they could just name drop practically anybody, and yeah. then comic sales for that character just surge yeah. like no one's fucking business. And but that's also great for someone like me, who is sitting there, of course, knowing the base characters of the MCU are, but when I hear a name like that, yeah. and then I talk to you, you're like, oh, there's this whole fucking legacy <laughs> thing that you, I get to now experience firsthand, but, and it's fucking awesome. But Christian, you know what's amazing about that? And I'm going to join Mike and my brother in being jealous of you getting to read some of this stuff for the first time. It it also, just now, the, the people, the masses, are very, very willing to jump on a bandwagon before the product's made. Because James Gunn name-dropped what the first few movies out of the gate were, and all of those DC uh, uh, kind of collections sold out everywhere. People oh, yeah. Were, yeah. were buying Supergirl Charlie, hand Charlie, over fist. Charlie, you're saying that to. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> sold out. I think he probably knows. Yeah, yeah, you're... Charlie... <laughs> It'd be right. I can tell you, absolutely you're right. And I get calls like, hey, what do you got in, as far as Booster Gold goes? I'm like, everything. Nothing, everything. Right, now. nothing got right now. I got nothing. We're, but we're out of stock. Yeah. I can tell you oh, about that's it. that's dope. Yeah, that is awesome. That's so Booster dope. Oh, uh, the so, blue and the gold. So excited. Good, good. Guy. I know. I'm telling you. And I can't wait for the uh, the Blue Beetle. Oh, I oh, love Blue Beetle. Oh, and there's like all sorts of rumors but about. I hope we get two Blue Beetles. I, I, I think it's been confirmed. Blue Beetle also got switched from streaming to theatrical now. So that is going into the theaters fine. instead that's of such HBO such Max. Um, Just... There was one point I wanted to make, though, about the Harley Quinn show yeah, that I, I wonder please. if you guys feel the same way. So the Harley Quinn animated series falls into the Elseworld category, which I have no problem with. Sure. But to be honest with you, I think the casting is so on point that I think it could be a part of that DCU that James Gunn is planning. I would love oh, it. I, I think everyone that they have playing on that show could easily transition into playing those characters Absolutely. in live action. Lake Bell would be a phenomenal Poison Ivy. Oh. Kaylee Cuoco would be a very good 
um, Diedrich Baker is Batman. Diedrich Bader. Well, he's Bader. a little Please. he's a little long in the tooth. Yeah, but still, I think it would be. I think it would still be. But you know what, though, Christian, we're on the precipice of a magic moment where there may just be a live action special with those actors playing those characters. We don't have to live in these tiny little isolated worlds. If nothing else, you know, I the one thing I can't take away from Spider-Man, he helped open up this three-way dance with any version of a character can show up in any form anywhere. I have to give one that good meme. Freak. You need one good meme and there's nothing off the table. But and I'm going to tell you this, boys, and this is coming from a guy who's been retailing comics for a long time. And um, yes, multi the multiverse started with DC. And they should, that's exactly where those mofos should have started. They should have been the ones. Not, a, not the Doctor Strange's multiverse of madness. Yeah. It should have been. Batman's or the Flash's multiverse of madness. You know, it's and oh my God, just one of my pitches for uh, the DC shit, uh, the shit show that they've got going on now. But um, take all you've got like what four Batman comics coming out every week mm -hmm. or a Batman comic a week. Mm -hmm. uh, Batman detective. Make that from the 40s. Make that do it. Yes. Uh, yeah, right. Some noir and, and, stack on it, right? And highlight. Oh, that'd be dope. And highlight the fact that he's a goddamn detective, the best one since Sherlock Holmes. So he has to, you know, Ugh. figure out riddles. And then you've got Batman, and make Batman, I don't know, uh, Batman doing shit around Gotham, where he's, you know, sort of Spawn esque. Yeah. There you go, Batman. Make, make Batman scary. Yeah, Batman. <laughs> Batman brave and the bold. Let's have him interact with the rest of the DC universe. Yeah, that's where the seven Robins come into play. When and you motherfucker have, has when you have all super, the kids, super powered meta meta beings who are still kind of afraid of a guy dressed as a bat. This motherfucker's got something going on. There's something yeah. going on behind the cowl, man. Damn straight. And Batman Shadow of the Bat. Have that be Batman. Um, skirting the supernatural because yeah he, he does that a lot Rolling with, absolutely and that allows you to bring in those characters yeah. from that yep. constant time anytime you could cross over batman with swamp thing i'm here for final thought oh, yes. on oh, these yes. amazing crossovers we need more of them we need this quality to stay as epic as it is but uh, our, our wonderful friends from the Secret Stash joined us, but that doesn't mean that suddenly John and I are wealthy. We could never no, afford no. them. They have to donate anything, I have their precious time. Exactly right, to be on the show, but we have to pay some bills. And the good news is, for you glorious people that tune in week, and week after week, we're not like other pods who just sell out for some random brand that's willing to pay. No, no, because today we are once again brought to you by one of our favorite bands, Bad Mary. You heard them during the intro. You're going to hear them again at the end of the show. If you're wondering where else you can catch their act, you can follow them over at Bad Mary Band across all social media platforms. You can support them over on Patreon.com forward slash Bad Mary Band. You can stay up to date at BadMary.com for merch and upcoming performances. But my favorite part isn't that they're on tour in Japan soon. It's that every single song, every single album they've ever released is available on all 
music streaming services. Damn straight. But I have to ask you one question, Charlie, after that beautiful diatribe. Where are we dropping with Sergeant Finesse? Find him currently gaming as a gaming partner on Facebook, but he's also as well as on Twitch. He's on Trovo. He's on this new thing called Kick, which is getting its own app. Um, I know Christian knows all about them streaming services. Uh, you, he, you can catch him with multiple gaming streams every day. Outstanding video game content, supporter games, co-streams, giveaways, contests. Don't be a sucker. Check him out today when the Sarge's on deck. <sighs> you salute. But also as well as Charlie... You gotta give him the details, bro. Charlie, what can you find standing beautifully and proud at 65 Broad Street in beautiful Red Bank, New Jersey, would you tell me? Well, my friends, that is the only comic book store that matters. Why? <laughs> Here's why. Because they deliver. We have two-thirds of the amazing crew of Live from the Secret Stash. That third member, she's probably working her hands to the bone, getting those <laughs> online orders ready to be shipped out to you. If you have ever wanted to dive into a new collection, if you find yourself in Jersey, do yourself a favor, stop by Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash. It is my Mecca, and that Mecca only grows because now you can go to the Quick Stop, get yourself a snack. You can go to Kevin Smith's Movie Theater, Smod Castle Cinema. If you go to one of those special events, you could see the real star of the Smodcast Cinemas. That's, of course, our friend Christian running the board, wow. making the magic happen. But the absolute tip of the spear, the greatest place gives me that, ooh, I'm home feeling, is, of course, Jan Silent Bob's Secret Stash. They got comics. They got Kevin Smith merch. They got sign books. They got slab books. They're buying collections all the time. But we have the source. Right now, if you go in and you tell, hey, Mike, I saw you on US Comics Cast. He will charge you 10% more because he did this show for free. And you get to do that privilege. You can order plenty online. There's always amazing deals. What's great? My favorite thing about it is every now and then you pop in and there'll just randomly be some amazing swag you have to pick up. Expensive stuff like a jersey, inexpensive stuff. My favorite item, I think it's still available. Pack there's a movies, there's a movies lunchbox that Jan Bob signed, and I think it's 30 bucks or is it 20 bucks, Mike? 20 it's bucks. 20 dollars. Nice. It is just for you. Just because you're listening to this podcast and watching me right here, right now, you mentioned U.S. Comics, and tell them that that John or Charlie sent you. I'll give you ten percent off all your back this. issues. Unbelievable! Uh, the greatest. I I do not kid when I say it is. It's a, uh, a it's special, a destination. Special it's a destination. place. It is absolutely a destination. Um, and again, that Kevin Smith universe keeps growing, and right there is the thing that helped inspire him in the first place with some of the greatest employees, some of the coolest people I've ever met. Uh, you go, you have a good time, you spend lots of money. That's the best part. All the monies. All the monies. All of the monies. All the bajillion There's I'll many alters. The Iron Bob from Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. We got, uh, we got Buddy Christ from... Where else can you go and see movie memorabilia and walk out? With those four Truth be told, color it's a, it's a It's a great day. Uh, real quick, fun story. I mean, at least to me. Um, so, so when I when I moved to this neck of the woods, I said, you know what? 
I spent a lot of time out on Long Island. I grew up in Queens, but I lived on the Upper West Side for a bit. <clears throat> when the decision was finally made to pull the trigger and cross that big, beautiful body of water, I said, well, it's kind of new to me. Jersey, here I am. Love me or leave me. At least I'll be nice and close to the secret stash. An hour later, I'm like, God damn, I still got to get here. It's still going to take a little work. However, it is worth it. You make a day out of it. Red Bank is a beautiful, beautiful town. Um, not going to ever, ever. Oh, you eat like a monster. Right it's by the, the stash. There's that oh. burger place I love. Make a day out of it. Make that trip, guys. It's worth it. Every time. You know, again, not to co-sign off of John, but as he preps for our next segment, work. Uh, the to get to Smod Castle Cinema to get to the stash takes me a couple hours. I'm I'm deep, uh, I'm deep on Long Island. What makes that worth it is going there for the day. That's that's how you plan it. It's John's talking sweet sweet science. You don't always get to see the beautiful Mike there, but no, he is always quarterbacking. Uh, that entire uh, experience. If you want a little bit of behind the scenes insight, I'll kiss a little bit more stash butt. But the uh, the the <laughs> man who Mike set and the motif are also wearing double underpants over their pants because kiss away, kiss away. They knew what was coming. You know. <laughs> right now, if you join that Kevin Smith club, you can see Mike walk you through with his wonderful partner in business, partner in life, uh, his wonderful wife, the third part of Live from the Secret Stash, they walk you through a, a, a morning at the Secret Stash. I was blown away. I was so excited uh, to experience that. And you never know who's going to show up at Smodcastle Cinemas when you see Christian. To see Christian, to know Christian, is to love Christian. Same with Mike. Same with Julia. Um, again, they, they, you get that at-home feeling. Uh, deep in Jersey. At least for me, it feels deep in Jersey. But Do John! me a favor. Stop saying deep in Jersey. It's making me uncomfortable. Deep <laughs> in Jersey, bro. We love you guys. <laughs> we love you back. John! What? Let's, let's talk about something else. All right, that's fine. Guys, we spend a lot of time talking to you in person, digitally, smoke signals, the whole Megillah. Um, I think at this point, you know a few things about us out of our minds. We like to talk. But also, as well as, we are huge marks for the big S on his chest, Superman Kal-El Clark Kent, if you're nasty. Recently, we've had one of many, many changes. Uh, it's probably the most consistent thing about Superman over these many years is there's changes. Uh, Alan, I'm in Weehawken, so come on by. Knock yourself out. Um, but but the, the situation for Superman being first... And to our, our, in our opinion, best, um, it means that like change is inevitable. I understand you got to keep things fresh. You cannot roll out the same version that everybody knows. The big blue boy Scott, shut up. However, certain changes to me seem extraneous. They seem like they're changes just to change, just to have something to talk about. Uh, I am very sure you guys are well aware because. Uh, in, in one or one or another of the top fives. I remember seeing this, the flying through the air majestically, but wearing all white, like he's going to a, a Diddy summer all-white party in the Hamptons. Our boy Kal-El is decked out like a rapper just, just before September. Um, just going to immediately throw it right to you guys. Charlie and I are already on the same page. Guys, how do you feel about this? This uh, Cher-esque costume change 
uh, in the in the third act. Go for it. Does that not remind you of Jor-El? I was just about back to say nineteen seventy eight. I think it's a cool call. I think for for just that alone, I think it's a cool callback. Other than that, I got really no beef with it at, at this current juncture, considering that there's probably been much worse costume changes for this character. There have Granted, been. there's there's not electricity coursing all over his body, be it red or blue. I will grant you that. No eradicator glasses on his face. I'll give you that. Uh, what about you, Mike? Where, where do you stand on the fashion? Wow, Alice, I love Alice. This is... Um, uh, um, wow. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of right. Yeah, this is... <laughs> <laughs> this is right before Superman puts on his pointy hood. Wow. I hate it. <laughs> oh, man. But Superman is anti-racist, and I think that that's... That's true. Alice, you got to remember that. And... Um, <laughs> But it's it's a callback. I don't necessarily. I'm uh, maybe this is like formal wear for Superman. How about that? <laughs> it does look <laughs> like, like he would the make marine a green dress, blues, the Kryptonian uh, white. white white tie and tails. What do you think? I just Gordon? imagine on top of a wedding cake, it would look. Uh, I actually yes. don't. I don't hate it as much as many. But like it. Mike was alluding to, I almost wish it was the 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 Krypton robes. If you're going to do, I, I love the idea of the, like, I don't want to call it diamondless Superman S, but that's how I learned to draw the Superman S. I would sure. draw the, the couple of fishies. Sure. And then a little diamond on the bottom. Just right diamond on the top, a little curvy cool. on the side. You know, so for me, there's something kind of striking about it. Um, My question specifically for you, Mike, though, do these costume changes still zhuzh up the numbers? In store, are people still giving a rat's ass? We're so far removed from it being really important, in my opinion. Do you think the numbers reflect like, oh, 10% more people are going to pick this up just in case it becomes valuable? No, no, not really. And this is, you know, way back when, back in like the 60s and the, the late 50s and the early 60s, when you had people like Carmen Infantino, or Carmine, Carmine, Carmine Infantino, who used to say, uh, you, you put a, a monkey on a comic book cover and we're going to sell 20% more. Or, you know, have have the Flash talking to directly to the, the comic book buyer and we'll sell 10% more. It doesn't really work that way anymore, boys. I, I hate to tell you. And Carmine Infantino, God love him, I'm sure. Or, or Satan love him. I have Maybe. no idea which, wherever <laughs> yeah, he went, which way he went. But um, he was a curmudgeon, and uh, he was pulling numbers out of his ass because it's not necessarily so. You know, gorilla. I mean, if that were true, gorillas would still be selling shit. Even though this week we do have a lot of the Planet of the Apes variants for many of our Marvel comics, and rightfully so. And rightfully so, because uh, that's coming in two months. Charlie, Marvel I don't like this license. timeline because then that means that other real Ghostbusters is still prevalent. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the fact that the fact that we never got an episode of the real Ghostbusters where they fought a gorilla ghost will always bother me. Um, you know what I find, and I don't mean this to sound uh, gender specific. I certainly don't mean it. In an offensive way, there's something I liked 
back in the day, classic Supergirl kind of being. Um, uh, uh, there was a moment where she was almost a fashion icon. You could track her different super suits with kind of the current fashion of the time. There was something very interesting about that. I don't know if I would like the Superman suit more if it was like specifically Versace had to make him a super suit or if, in Bat <laughs> if Batman finally owned up to the fact that he's wearing armored Air Jordans. Uh, little did I know that that would affect Ben Affleck so much that after playing Batman, he wanted to get to the truth behind Air Jordans with his new flick. Um, there's something about the aesthetic of these heroes that I think is so permanently locked in my mind that any deviation feels wrong. So when they when we went through our like leather daddy phase, my poor man Ben Affleck, God knows I love him. Oof. I'm a big fan of his giant back tattoo he's, he's and his new J Lo tattoo. From all the leather costumes he has had to I wear. I just imagine the poor sound engineers that had to remove the squeaking of Daredevil running on rooftops in, in Affleck's Daredevil flick. Um, I don't love I don't love these deviations. Last time I saw Mike in person, he was. Uh, kind of leading the charge for Batman 89 at Smod Castle Cinemas. And I was fortunate enough to ask you this question, so I'll throw it out there again. Do you think these modern interpretations of the live-action super suits, do they leave any room for those classic looks? James Gunn, just a couple weeks ago, asked the people, do we want panties on Superman's gear or not? Red on the outside, or is he just wearing his underpants on the inside? And at least according to Twitter, the people, have the people want those red panties. Mike, do you think that there's just no going back? Are we never going to get a spandex-clad 66 nodding Batman again? I think that, unfortunately, I would love to see the spandex back. But it's um, we're, we're kind of still stuck in that 90s mentality that the whole cable and Rob Liefeld, let's put pads on everything... Kind Everybody of. gets pouches. Yeah, pouches. And hey, <laughs> who doesn't need a belt? Who doesn't need a um, you know a bandolier across their uh, midsection? Because it's like let's take superhero suits and make it tactical or something. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. for, for I mean, a character with superpowers, yeah, that extra pocket for his keys is really important. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, if you you're have driving the, the Batmobile, yeah, you got to put the bat. You got to put the shark repellent somewhere. Goddamn it, you know. <laughs> Well, um, you know what I loved? Like, just, just to, to take that pouch idea for a second. What I loved is, I forget who it was, but there was someone that was making, like, the like props from the comic book. So it was Batman's utility belt, but they showed you on the 66 Bat Belt where he would have had, like, each capsule. One had aspirin, one had shark <laughs> repellent spray, one had a tissue. Superman's, I remember... Exactly. For, for bats, that's important, that D-Gen. When you don't eat pussy, you gotta fucking run the risk of knocking up Catwoman Those every time. long Gotham Knights on the rooftops. Shit can get But crazy. I'll never forget Superman's belt buckle opened up for him to put his glasses. And I think when you think too practical, too realistic, you lose the fun of like, well, where the fuck does he put his glasses? Or does he have a crazy glasses budget? My problem, ever since it got pointed out in one of the Marvel behind-the-scenes featurettes, if you look at any Marvel costume, it's not one piece, the top. It's an undershirt with sleeves, and then a vest! 
Captain America's wearing a vest that makes it look like a jacket, but his yeah, armpits but, need room to move. I don't but, want realism. But Spandex, baby. Here, Let's do it. Thing. And, 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 and we'll throw this to our guest also right away. Yeah, and the passion behind that, too. The, the, oh, my God. All characters, first and first, mostly, are not created equal. But they're not even part of the same, you know, demographic sometimes. So why is it, and I'm going to use specifically, it's going to seem like a shot, but it's not intended to be, the Marvel Cinematic costume department honestly it looks like they took a page from um uh incredibles like is there one little short you know According box, to is there one little yes. edna out there but but yes and no because he's supposed to be something special whereas edna made basically every super suit that was out there look honestly, it. <laughs> the marvel costumes in the movies they all look like they came from the same place uh and i'm not sure if like well the aesthetic is well, yeah, sure. If if Daredevil's gonna rock a suit that's somewhat similar to what their uh, what Punisher is doing or Captain America, at least their like their power sets or their abilities are close. Whereas like the the X Men could literally run around naked if they wanted to. They, they could do whatever they wanted. Most of them could. Yes, you're absolutely right. Preferably some of the some of the yes, lovely ladies. Um This not. But like they, they gave they gave Cyclops every pouch that you could possibly imagine, and he needs none of them. He needs zero. No, but nothing. Honestly, you know what made me the most upset when they changed the look? When they took my girl Storm's mohawk away. Why would you do that? She was so distinctive looking. That whole uncanny era to me, and that I think is at the at the root of it is when you. When you kind of like absorb a character or a group of characters as being dope, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give them my attention, throw my money at them. That's what is always going to be to you. That's the version that I prefer. That's the way that they should look. And anything different, that's trash. But there have been so many changes, Lou. It's, uh, how do you even keep, keep count? Yeah, I, there was something you said earlier in the beginning of that, too, that also I think is also part of the problem that people are starting to see through with Marvel, and it's the machine system, is that they have all these, the same production designers, the same set decorators, the same costume designers coming in to make these movies, and it takes away from the individual, the individual nature of them being movies in the first place. Like, the first Iron Man is so distinctive from even fucking Shang-Chi, because it's like, okay, yeah, they're in the same universe for sure, but like, even on the the aesthetics of the movie, they're so different. But like when it comes to the costumes, when you have all the same fucking people doing all these movies back to back to back, of course you're gonna have the fucking same fucking costume look, Overlap, even yeah. slightly. Which yeah. is why I think that uh, a win for Marvel in the future, among other things, is at least in the MCU, is to go back to the the more creator driven films. Where they, where they really put effort into picking the director who then brings their team on board because then you'll get their distinct looks. One of the biggest losses I think the MCU ever had was losing Edgar Wright to Ant-Man. Like, that alone could have set the precedent of like, yo, he's going to bring in his team and this is going to be a real fucking distinctive movie. You're going to so like, an Edgar Wright flick. Just from the soundtrack alone, the soundtrack would have been friggin' bomb diggy. But yeah. a lot of times there is this homogenization. I I always kind of akin it to 
um, the Harry Potter movies. And I realize this is like outside of the comic book spectrum, but they no, but it's in pop books. culture. Yeah, it's important. But they, how many movies were there? Eight, seven, something. Yep, eight. Of them. eight. I feel like they had as many directors. Visually, they are indistinguishable. Forget about the plot because I, I still can't follow half of those plots. <laughs> but um, there are people going crazy playing that video game. Forget right it, well, when was the last time you watched those movies, actually? Because I would argue that there there is a visual distinction in a few of them. Yes, there I mean, are actually their there age. Not no, not no. just the, not the age, <laughs> the, darkness, the darkness of the the um, the content of the movies. That's valid. That's, that's a valid point. That and then you look at the list of directors that did those movies, and then you're like, oh, that makes sense. Dana Especially Rangel, when true. you yeah, for the first two. It was Christopher Columbus, and you could tell yeah, that it was kind of like that Christopher, that Christopher lighter, Columbus. Type. Yeah, the lighter like, tone. Joyful. And, then, and then as Mike is alluding to, when you get darker into the books, you get more directors that come in with darker sensibilities. The same, the guy who directed Gravity, one of his first movies, is one of the films in the Harry Potter franchise. Which one was uh, Brian Singer when, when the kids were like really, really young? Oh, God. Oh, I went there. Come on. Oh, I'm going to get some. Mike's like, well, that was the one where there were no already... girls welcome on set. Got it. Got it. I right. got you. Uh, Charlie, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out to you because you asked the question, so I'm going to answer it. Um, I think that your spandex would work with Superman. Think about, uh, and Christian, great point about you know the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They want to have a universal like look mm. they want them to all be uniform and That's a problem and that it it becomes a problem but when you you're looking at like superman superman can get away with just spandex he doesn't need the any of the textile uh, the yeah the the textured the grid system looks like yes. honeycomb hideout he, he can do it in a loincloth let's be honest yeah uh, seriously or or he could do it in his half of a clan uniform <laughs> Um, Batman, oh. Batman sort of needs the uh, the added sure uh, armor. However, Nightwing, if they ever had the fucking balls to bring Nightwing to the big screen, which they goddamn should, because James he's getting Damian. He is Superman without powers. Come on, man! Right, James. So, don't let this man down. Nightwing. It fucking makes love sense. Nightwing so much. Makes sense for Nightwing to have spandex and no and nothing extraneous. Nope. As a matter he's, of fact, he's daring I, you to hurt him. Yeah. Like, also, come at me, bro. Also, on this point of the spandex, the for Superman, uh, Superman and Lois actually did something kind of clever in the very first episode where they had the homemade super suit that was yes. out of spandex but then he goes thanks my mom made it and flies off i was yeah. like that fucking makes sense in that, that world was the most superman thing about that entire freaking series thus far and it made my heart so happy yeah so easy to please what, what's wrong with i i i don't i don't want to yell at the beautiful people that join us here week and week week in and week out i don't want to yell at ellis even though i do it every single week because i love ellis but ellis 
over on Twitch dropping that he disagrees because Nightwing was trained by Batman. He should wear a suit similar to Batman. Um, actually, he becomes Nightwing to get out of Batman's bullshit. Okay, he doesn't need Bruce's money. He can get a part-time job. He got Barbara. He can get goddamn FedEx. Charlie, did you uh, did you take your medicine today? I did it. I meant to. I meant to. That was kind of scary. That was actually kind of scary. <laughs> but Nightwing, got, Nightwing was rich on his own. So I mean, he didn't need Valid. Bruce's money. He need, He got that collar on his own. He can get his cool tight suit on his own. And uh, I, I mean, love. The, I love Disco Nightwing. I yeah, love. Man. You know who's if been you're trying to have that zipper? Open it up to the belly button and let whatever happens happens. Yeah. Shit, yeah. <laughs> Do you know who's been trying to make a Nightwing movie for the longest fucking time? The the same guy who did the Lego Batman movie. He oh, wanted, he that had would a be pitch awesome. that when the when the universe was headed by uh, Zack Snyder, they were very close to making. Why? Because uh, I. I don't tr- I'm much- sorry, I don't trust Zack you know, Snyder as far as I can throw. No. Yeah, now I'm glad no. it didn't happen. Because imagine the fucking emo nonsense out of that version of Nightwing. You wouldn't well, have even in to see his costume. This guy that they picked, though, it seemed to be one of those things that it wasn't just Snyder. It was more or less kind of a thing that might have happened during the regime change. Uh-huh. But, like, if you actually... I think that he could have handled it pretty damn well. He seemed to be... Like an actual fucking fan, like Zabzik. I think they like he had your thought process as well. His name was uh, Charlie McKay. He worked on like Robot Chicken and a bunch of other. I people. trust oh, nice. every other Charlie, so I'm I'm <laughs> down. We can Charlie, uh, except every, for Charlie Day. That that motherfucker. Damn fighter of the night, man. There have been. So, We're doing so it. I, I, I will say this, though. I, I, I am a mark for black costumes because when Charlie's dying, um, when when Spider-Man, and again, they say Reed Richards is the smartest guy over there. I don't know. Do you, do you pluck something that's floating around in space and give it to a kid to wear? Usually bad things come from that, but that black suited Spider-Man, holy sheep shit, that did it for me. It's like it just won me over almost immediately. Um, so sometimes, and that's Spider-Man's costume is probably one of the most iconic of all time. Forget about even just just characters. Never mind comic book characters. Yeah, and the dude made it himself. I mean, for fuck's sake, that's great. You know, Why don't they teach talented, home ec anymore? Boy. I know. I made an elephant-shaped pillow in home ec when I was in school. I was pretty damn proud, but I don't think I would have a chance in hell to make a superhero suit. Yeah. That brings up a good question. Christian, what's your favorite super suit? Ooh. You're not going to like it. <laughs> um, but Miles Morales in Spider-Verse. I love Miles. Miles doesn't get my wrath. Miles is a cool character. I like it. He deserves a Spider-Gwen. Maybe he won't snap her neck like an idiot. Stupid Peter. But, uh, <laughs> him and then... It's a tie, and this this super suit you could easily make because it's not really a super suit, but the Green Hornets get up. Yeah, it's, it's pretty still bad classy AF. I shouldn't be trusted true. because true. one of my favorite super suits of all time is the Eradicators super suit. A giant Superman s ridiculous cape, black oh. and like a navyish blue. You Just shouldn't trust me. For all, all I loved it so reasons. much. Mike, what about you? What's your favorite all-time super suit? All-time favorite super suit. Huh. 
All right, this is going to – I'm. this is a deep cut, okay? Um, this is Starman. The original oh, nice. Green and red, fucking fin on top of your head. It was like a helmet. Um, and that that green goddamn – those boots and the, the green uh, cape. Just beautiful. Loved it. Amazing. For Dead those Knight. of you playing, Knight, that's pretty dynamite. Yeah. And I got to say, that in Batman Brave and the Bold, the fact that Ted Knight was uh, the guy who was doing a Ted Knight impersonation. Really? Is this Billy stupid? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Billy, 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 Billy. <laughs> and by the way, can I just ask one question? This is pop culture related, but not comic book related. Always do. Always. The Michelob Ultra commercials in the Super Bowl with the Caddyshack shit going on. I kind of dug it. I love Brian Cox as Ted Knight. I could see I, it. I had Charlie, and Charlie can attest to this, because we kind of caught um, little sneak peeks of what they were planning to do on Super Bowl Sunday. I had a, a kind of a minor heart attack thinking, are they are they rebooting Caddyshack? Because I still have nightmares about Caddyshack too. Oh, that fucking piece of shit. And I oh, like Jackie God. Mason. I met you him. me both, He's dude. He's a very pleasant fella. Jackie Mason can burn in hell for all I care now. After doing that, I, and I thought he was fine, you know, up oh. until I had no beef with, with him until they That'll made Caddyshack too. And I'm like, That'll motherfucker, that you and Robert Culp, you can you can suck Batista's balls in hell. <laughs> I, had, I had real, real legitimate fear that it was happening because, you know, on a long enough timeline, they're going to even reboot me. Um, I do want to come back around the horn uh uh, starting with Charlie, but mine, uh, I don't really stray too far. It's still a Superman uh, costume, but I am in love. I would put a, a ring on it and plan to retire someplace nice like Tahiti, something something, uh, something pleasant temperature-wise. I absolutely love the Kingdom Come Superman outfit. There is something that is so... And what's very interesting about it is... It is in its simplicity and it's like classiness. <laughs> if you can talk about superhero costumes in that way, look at all the other costumes around him. Even even more so makes you like, look, this is this is a dude that you know dresses up wherever he's going. Um, he don't wear shorts. Superman don't wear shorts. Underwear on the outside, sure. Shorts, no. Um, but Charlie, I do want to ask you, what's your what's your most hated costume change? Oof, that is uh. That is a great question. Um, can I list all the costumes used on Smallville? Because every single one I defend, you, I defend that show. But You're whoever was around, like, baby. you know, it'd be awesome. Guys. Shiny fucking vests for everybody. But um, does that did not work for me? But now, does that also mean the the Superman suit in the very last shot of the show? Yes, I hate that 3D printed S. I hate the like booty short. You want to talk about doing the like the red underwear wrong? He was wearing like like boot like straight up booty shorts over yeah, his right long it, johns. Not right a great look. Right not work. a great look. Make um, that if, money, if, son. If not that. Um, Despite how much I love when cosplayers do it, when Sue Storm did her attention grab Fantastic Four costume, it's just like, first and first mostly, I've never loved how much I hated something uh, <laughs> since then. But that was, um, 
That whole that was you wouldn't pay attention to me if I was, was on fire. She was mad at Reed. She said, "You know what? Let me just saunter by Namor wearing this little, very, very, uh, very subtle four cutout on my chest, looking like Power Girls wannabe." Alan Jones you, has been on fire in the comment section over at Facebook very all good, day, yep. but Oof. without question, top Oof, five Oof. worst versions of all time. Jean Paul's version of the Batman outfit. Yeah, what bad. an amalgam of terribleness. That's bad. Woo! That's bad. That was bad. That was great. That was, go, great that drop. Go around the horn. Go around the horn. What's your what's your least favorite or most hated costume change, Mike? Uh, I was gonna say the Jean Paul Valley uh the Asbats. Look at this. Um now we got, now we now got beat for chat. Now I gotta change it up. Now don't I? Um shit. Uh who do I hate? I hate. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I do hate that the Asbad so sucks so bad. So uh, you know so what I bad. didn't like? I didn't like the. Um, uh, God, damn the uh, the armored the remember the web of Spider Man the the silver yes. and black armor Oof. hated that too. That's that's look, pretty bad. Yeah. Looking like a, some kind of like a tin foil quilted version yeah. of spider-man yeah. yeah he was he was crazy quilt yeah. and just yeah that's it was awful it looked like I, yeah. no like those, those armored suits for most like it just immediately threw daredevils like i hurt my bones so i need this terrible costume change mm. just just awful just awful Oof. you know what about you about christian those suits though charlie they are they are thunder and lightning proof so that's that's probably where they, nice. why they wear them, especially around the thunder steel and Charlie Boy. What about you, Christian? What's what's one of your hated changes? And again, I guess this is a change in the grand sense, but really it's more of an adaption. And I'm it's probably going to be a, an opinion most people are not going to agree with. I don't I don't like the look that they picked for Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. I, I think a lot of people will disagree with me on that because it gives them a more which, realistic which approach. Terrible costume. The leather daddy costume. The I'm going to tease you with a briefcase costume that you want to see me wear, but I won't wear it. And also there's a CGI samurai, which disappointing super there's suit a lot makes you the from. sickest. Um, all the above? <laughs> Fair. Like, Good call. Because... For me, the X-Men costumes are just so iconic. I was one of the kids that grew up on the X-Men animated series. So, like, for Mwah. them to kind of... Ignore, Perfect costumes! For them to kind of just allude to that on the constant just to get those fans' tickets in the doors, but not give them what they want in terms of the costuming and stuff like that. Like, even, like, Wolverine's comic book costume deserves to be adapted onto the big screen. 100%. And the fact that we haven't got it yet, which is why I'm hoping to god deadpool 3 is what gives us it but that's that's the venue honestly and even if they want to kind of pussy out a little bit and give you just like the brown and black uh i'll take uh, that bengals uh uniform version i would absolutely stand up and applaud um but also as well as look when you have a wolverine that's like six foot 13 you better at least give me a costume that looks like my guy um, can i change my answer i just yes, thought it's always we One of my mulligans. favorite characters, and I mentioned him before, Wonder Man. Do you remember when they gave him the sleeveless T-shirt? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was not my favorite. 
didn't even wait till the summertime. I know. Just running around, goose pimpled up all day long. Uh, I should hate it, but Superboy's costume with the leather jacket and the little red gloves. I love that costume. I love terrible costumes. He's got no no taste whatsoever, son. See, Um, I... So... Ellis just made a, a comment where he disagreed because he thinks it's impossible to take seriously. I think that if it, it really does depend on who does it, but I think that that's not an impossible task. No, I've seen I've seen cosplayers do it very well. You know Absolutely. who this is? This is a this is a really deep cut for those who don't watch it. But one of my favorite online web series is Epic Rap Battles of History. Yes, I love, I love, love that. Love I love em. those guys. But they did a Wolverine versus Freddy Krueger battle. <laughs> but the costume is no. It is like it is highly comic book accurate because the guy Lloyd who does the epic rap battles is actually a short guy. So he does like the full on like comic book accurate outfit. Amazing, and badass, outstanding. Amazing. Uh, and I'd check love that to, out. I'd love to see the uh, Incredible Hulk one eighty one costume. Where he looks more feline than anything else. Oh, that yeah. mask was really badass. That was really cool. And oh, I mean, that's an interesting pull. Yeah, and this is where they thought that maybe the uh, the claws were part of the costume itself, right, like right, right. it was part of the gloves. And so, all right, well, now we found out that it hurts every time, and <laughs> it's not part of no, the fucking gloves. No wonder he's such a grumpy bitch all the time. He's like of ripping his hands apart is. every time he's got to use them. Um, ah, for- fuck him. That's what he gets. Stop <laughs> sniffing around Cyclops' lady. Uh, yeah, Ellis. Andre got this business. And wasn't yeah. he? He was like a fucking pedo when uh, it was Mark Miller's Ultimate X-Men, right? He was going after Gray and she was like 15. Goddamn creep, that Wolverine. I'm on record saying it. Ellis, there is a canonical explanation for the goofy mask. If you're going to have a proper comic book Wolverine, he needs that hairstyling, baby. You need it's like a it's like a hermit. You don't you're not going to redo your Wolverine hair every time. You need the mask I, to help. I always thought of them as kind of like the way cats whiskers, they're like they're like prehensile almost. They you know, it's kind of lets them know what's going on around the old domus. Um, the one costume that really, <laughs> really, really bothered the hell out of me, um, and never mind my disdain over anything clone uh, in the four color funny books, but fucking Ben Riley's flash dance little half sweatshirt. Uh, yeah. I love that yeah. costume. Oh I my love god. that of costume. It is so bad. There are not even words for it. He's a maniac, maniac. It's terrible. It's as if someone got sent home and then forgot. Oh shit! I have to design this clone copy, uh, this clone character, and um, they just saw the editor walking through the hallways like, oh shit! I gotta, I gotta put something real quick. It's so bad. Oh, but the 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 spiders on the diagonal. Yeah, you're fired. Get out. Get out. No, John no, was like, I love it. Let's get it on paper. <laughs> oh, uh, terrible. Just oh, terrible. Man. I but just the, love the, it the so much. The truth of the matter is like, look, we're just all marks. No matter what, we're going to buy them. We're going to read them. And more importantly, we're going to talk about them. I do, have a, I do have a question for the panel then. Uh, still with costumes in mind. What do you think is an underrated costume? And I'm going to single out mm, that's a good question. two for one answer. 
and disagree with me or not, because I know clearly we've got some deep Superman fans in here. <laughs> but um, Marks, <laughs> I don't mind Henry Cavill's suit. I actually don't think it's that bad. I have and you ever Wonder seen? Uh, have you ever seen the color corrected one, the one that was like actually used on set? No, it's beautiful. It's like three shades lighter. It's more of a royal blue than a navy. The red is more vibrant. Um, it's not as vibrant as the comic book, but it's closer. I think that's a great suit. I love the idea of it's like alien material, so it has that texture. It can get away with it. I think the idealized version of the Cavill suit might be on Supergirl in the flesh. That texture seems taken down like 20%. The colors seem more vibrant by like 70% compared to what Snyder put on film. I don't, I don't dislike it. I also am a sucker for end of like sentence. end of sentence i'm a sucker period uh, i'm a i'm a sucker for for power girls costume i know it gets like made fun of because it has the boob hole but it's such at this point it's so iconic it's so striking and frankly if you could pull it off fucking god bless and god bless reality, if i had legs like that i'd be the same conservative outfit. you know so you yeah. understand like look people's cultures are what they are um I'm gonna. I'm going to, and maybe, maybe. No offense, Charlie, and certainly I know Christian. You won't take offense. Maybe only Mike will get this uh, pull. The fucking Black Terrors look. Hell yeah! In the same way that the Raiders are almost undeniably the the best NFL fucking uniform to ever roll out onto the field, the Black Terror. He's um. He's a he's an older character. He's been around literally forever to the point he's where he's a public domain. Yeah. He's a public domain guy. Let me uh, hold on. Let me put on my comics oh. college hat on. All right. Do it, so do it. actually, it's you can actually that that was Mr. Bones's costume. Oh, it is so good. Oh and, wow! And if I'm not mistaken, Mike, is that the first iteration? Oh. Um, and even that is a more a more of a, a modern kind of uh, depiction of it. Um, because I it's as if he. Yeah, it's as if he's yeah. he's still rocking the trunks over like he's still kind of got that Superman strongman look where it is still the trunks over leggings. But is that the first uh, time that we saw kind of an, an inner cape color different than the outer cape color? Um, trying to think, I you might be right because Batman and Superman had no. You know what? I think that Green Lantern. The Golden Age oh, Green the, Lantern. the purple, the, the Scott yeah, yeah. Allen? Purple and uh, red. Okay. So, okay. I think it was purple well, he, on the outside, and I, although I could be mistaken. It's, it's, it's definitely close. And also, as well as, with all due respect to that uh, OG Green Lantern, um, who's wearing, like, very little green except for his jewelry, the color scheme on Black Terror is just, oh, man. That's perfect. It is just red, black, and white. Fucking hell, a little bit of gold just to set you off from the other pimps at the party. Oof, it's dynamite. Yeah. dynamite. <clears throat> Gotta love it. Uh, guys, I cannot stress enough what an absolute pleasure and a delight it was to have you join us tonight. Uh, we did go a little bit long, but when you have the, the, the two-thirds of the incredible stash crew, it is impossible not to, to go thick and meaty with the boys uh guys i hope you had half as good of a time as we Freaking did meaty um, i will absolutely be bothering you guys time and time again <laughs> 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 
You know, I'd rather you guys know now because it's the end of the show. I need um, an adult. <laughs> but uh, I hope you guys come back. Obviously, anytime sure. we're in Jersey, we stop by the stash. We stop by Smod Castle Cinemas. Uh, we are going to be uh, in Jersey again for Clerks Up I'm All Night. I'm already in Jersey. It is, well, the good part of Jersey. Um, it is sold out, but, uh, but hopefully at bare minimum, you gentlemen will let us buy you dinner before the event. Have a good old buy team. Me dinner, buy me breakfast, goddammit. Done. Jesus. Done and done. Uh, <laughs> gentlemen, I absolutely adore you. John, thank you for doing all the heavy lifting again, even though you scared the hell out of me with the beginning of the show thinking I was not uh, on air. But John, <laughs> there is only one way that we end each and every episode of U.S. Comics, and that, of it's course, true. is once again, plumbing, uh, once again plugging Jan Son Bob's secret stash. Hit him with the address. Broad Street, lovely 65 Broad Street in downtown Red Bank, New Jersey, uh, 07701. Um, we're right next to Smoothie King. Hey, how about that, kids? Right next to Smoothie King. Smoothie <laughs> King. How could you go wrong? You can order plenty of stuff online. You can have them mail you all sorts of four-color funnies. It, though, is the mecca. Go, if you can make go. it to James on Bob's Secret Sash, do it, do it, do it. Bring a full bag of money and just hand it over and let the team there guide your financial futures with the glorious glorious comic book action christian he makes music he runs soundboards he's a director he's a filmmaker he's a writer these two gentlemen are glorious the true superpower of live from the Su Su secret stash rather is of course the glorious julia zabzik not with us today so that means we got to do the show again to don't get her to, don't forget to look for sarah also artiste uh, um fucking uh, youtuber uh, Sarah's dope too. Don't forget. Sarah's dope. The whole damn crew. They're all welcome. We gotta all do this proud of dynamic, my team. dynamic team up uh, down the pike. But there is only one way that we end each and every episode of U.S. Comics. And John, I'm gonna need you to give the physicality for those watching on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch. But ladies and gentlemen, the first thing you gotta do is turn the power on. Then you gotta turn that volume up. Then you gotta tune Bad Marion. Open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. See you, Miss Space Girl!